All right, well, a little under two months ago, the Backseat Lovers released their song Growing and Dying, which was the first single promoting their new album. And it was the song, as you can tell by the cover art to this playlist, that inspired me enough to want to make a playlist slash podcast, whatever you want to call it, like this. And what do you know, um, just two days ago, the Backseat Lovers released the song Slowing Down, which is their third and last single before the entire album comes out. And I haven't felt this way about a song since Growing and Dying. So that's going to be the song we're talking about today. I've been kind of trying to figure out what angle I want to take with this song just because it's so new. I obviously like, you know, you can't formulate memories or whatnot in such a short amount of time. So I figured the best thing that I could do was just talk about what I hear when I listen to this song and maybe why I just think it's so wonderful. I mean, the very first thing I noticed on my first listen was just the ways in which they're kind of playing with the lyrics and the sounds of the instruments themselves, you know, like telling the story of the words with the guitar or with the drums to kind of create this new dimension and level to the song. Like you can hear that when he says sound of pressure in the very beginning and the drums start to kind of kick in and it's extraordinarily ominous and it's building, but instead of like reaching this climax, if you will, it just opens up to this refreshing breath of rhythm. And they do it again when he says, am I the only one that's slowing down? And the song almost hits a stop. So it's very responsive. It's like this conversation between the words and between the music itself, which is really, it's just so, it's so cohesive and so brilliant. The lyrics themselves as well. Um, I mean, some of my favorites. I love the chorus. I just love the line whisper in my ear that you need me. It's very intimate. And then when he says, if you saw it clearly, would you leave me? which in the second chorus, it changes to, if you saw it clearly, you would leave me. So I guess there's something, you know, a bit painful about that realization. And I guess this underlying grief in the song itself, but I think maybe that just elevates it to become even more intricate. Um, Perhaps my favorite lyric is at the beginning of the second verse when he goes, I'm honest to you, but I'm lying to myself. I don't know. I just think there's something so vulnerable about that revelation, like not quite knowing who you are, or what you want, and knowing the pain that that's going to cause others, but also not really being able to do anything about it because you simply just don't really know who you are. So you're just going to figure it out along with everyone else. Yeah, I guess just all in all, <clears throat> this song is really mesmerizing to me. Um, And the composition is so mature. I mean, this band has somehow been able to elevate the beyond overdone sound of indie garage pop rock that everyone is doing, um, you know, on Spotify, TikTok, whatever you want to say, and just make something entirely their own. Um, You know, it might might be the piano that adds in at 419. They haven't really done anything with piano before, so I took extreme notice of that. But I think, honestly, like, the real talent behind this song is just their ability to convey this longing that's intense and passionate that's simultaneously paired with this quiet resignation it knows how to build and crash and recede again kind of just like waves in the ocean i guess if i could sum it up this song it's not like the quiet before the storm but maybe the quiet after the after the storm when you're in the aftermath of it all Yeah, it's stormy. (laughs)